Mr. Craig Hauck, Indiana Boxing CEO of the Indiana Boxing Hall of Fame. Today's been a blessed day. First of all, I'd like to thank my sponsors, uh, Roof It Forward, Wave Media, and Gennaro's Pizza. And today I'm blessed to have uh, Buster Douglas, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, 1990. Had the biggest upset in boxing history. Uh, as he was a 42-1 to 1 underdog, and uh, he uh, knocked out... Uh, um, Mike Tyson, and uh, he's the first man to ever do it. Uh, he is undisputed heavyweight world champion. Buster Douglas is from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, he was managed by John Johnson. He's also his dad. is was Billy Douglas. He was middleweight, real, a, real, a really good fighter. And he once fought a guy named Marvin Johnson at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Do you remember that fight, Buster? Yeah, I remember the fight. I got the poster in my gym. Yeah, it's pretty good, ain't uh, it? So your dad was a real killer, and for him to get really good, really good fights, he had to go to Philadelphia to fight the best fighters in the world. He was always fighting outside of Columbus. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And do what would you remember with him and uh, Marvin Johnson that night? Was you there at that fight? No, I, I didn't go to that fight, but uh, I knew it was a tough, tough fighter. Yeah, Marvin Johnson, Sal Paul. Yeah, three-time light heavyweight world champion. Yeah, world heavyweight, world light heavyweight champion. champion. I know. Yeah, great fighter. Hey, uh, Buster, we want to, again, uh, people, uh, for people that don't know you, when did you start boxing? What age? Because first of all, you was like a basketball player, correct? Right. But I started boxing at the age of 10. At the age of 10? I was very competitive from age of 10 to 15. Then yeah. I got involved playing basketball, football, other sports, and came back to it at 21 and turned pro. And, uh, you know, I've had a pretty extensive amateur boxing career. I was so far in the Won three state fair titles, uh, three golden gloves, well, four golden glove titles. And I uh, had cl close to, you know, 90 amateur fights. Oh, wow. That's a lot of amateur fights. Yeah. Yeah. So. I saw your boy over there trying to mix it up a little bit. What are you thinking about him? What are you thinking about your boy fighting if he was to fight? Who's that? Your little boy. Oh. Uh, well, they, they, they've all competed. You yes. Know. And, uh, you know, they they they're they definitely you know in competition. They bring, <laughs> some, they bring some heat. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so. a pretty good media guy too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you know I, what they really don't know about you. They, all they seen was was you beating um, you know Mike Tyson for the heavyweight world championship and making the cover of Sports Illustrated, which nobody you know is rare to ever do. But they didn't see the struggle. They didn't see the grind. They didn't see the work, and they didn't see all the. So you just don't go up there and fight Mike Tyson for the heavyweight right. championship. Right. Had to fight a bunch of good guys just to get the opportunity to fight Mike Tyson. Yes, and you you know and and in your amateur career, uh, did you uh, what? What year would you have been eligible for the Olympics? 88? Yes, it would have been 88. Yeah, 88. 84. 84. I mean, Jerry went in 84. Jerry went in 84. Was so I would have been able to compete in the 84 Olympics. Oh, gotcha. I got you. And what, what was the, the reason for you to, you know, just going straight pro? I mean, to go pro. Uh, who did you get signed with to turn pro with? Well, my first promoter... Uh, after several professional fights, was uh, Russell Peltz out of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the, the yeah. boy wonder. Yeah, the boy wonder. Boy wonder. He yeah, actually he pretty. My, he promoted my father as well. Yes. Yeah, boy wonder Russell mm -hmm. Peltz, and he's in the Hall of Fame as a promoter, and you know, in the boxing, uh, you know, in the world, he's been well known. Um, 
but what I was going to ask you, uh, when did you hook up with John Johnson? Was that 1984? Yeah, I talked to my uncle J.D., talked to me and said that if I really was serious about doing the professional rankings, that I should, you know, consider getting uh, working with John Johnson. He knew Johnny and worked with him before with other fighters, and he said that John was a good guy. So we sit down and set up a time to meet over at John's house and, and you know, like what John was talking about, and he, and I decided to sign with him, and, you know, that's where we started. And, and uh, it was tough in the beginning because the first fight was a dis disqualification. It was at East Dallas in Columbus, Ohio. I got you. At a club. And uh, it started off kind of rocky, but we hung in there and turned things around. And, uh, gotcha. Became very successful. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, and, and you know, while I did on what it was your relationship, and this is one of the questions I wanted to, you know, I was thinking about last night, I wanted to ask you, what was your relationship with your dad, Billy Douglas? Because I know, you know, what was your, what was your relationship with your dad? How was your relationship with your it dad? It was a good relationship. You know, it was just, uh, you know, I think that uh, in, in the beginning, you know, it was kind of rough because of, I think we had two different ways of looking at things. And, uh, but, you know, it was just a normal situation between father and son. You know, I think. Uh, More of a control stuff? Well, yeah, he, was, he, he had an idea of doing it one way and I had an idea of doing it another way. I got and you. That's when JD stepped in and gave me an opportunity, an option to, you know, f seek other you know, advice or a manager. And that's when he brought John Johnson to the table. And I sit down and talk with John. I like what he's talking about. And, and I kind of kind of got a feel for him right off the bat. Well, you know, he tells me he tells me the story that uh, he had you and uh, um, the trainer over there one day, and he put a, uh, a plate in the middle, and he said, right now we have nothing. He said, but uh, by the time we're done with that, we could fill that plate with millions of dollars. And uh, when you knocked out Mike Tyson for the heavyweight world championship in 1990, and then made the big payday, you know it's kind of it's kind of you know keeps kind of a tear in my eye, champ. <laughs> you know it's kind of amazing that you know you talk about it, and you talk the you talk the dream, you eat the dream, you sleep the dream, and then bam, it's reality. And uh, you know, so uh, but I was going to ask you, you know, on the way up to fight for the title, that people don't know that your first title fight was against Tony Tucker. Is that correct? Right, Tony Tucker in 1987. I got gotcha. you. It was in the uh, fighting for a portion of the title, the IBF title. The IBF title. The, uh, you know, and that was uh, my first opportunity of fighting for the world title. And that was an experience in itself. Yeah. Came up a little short in that fight, but it was. You had some good moments in that fight. Though. Yeah, definitely. And it just made the hunger even more. Gotcha. Once I lost that fight, I like got a taste of the big time. It's like, man, I wanted wanted even want more. even more. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. You know how it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. It's addicting. But it's like a drug. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know, I was going to talk about. Uh, so um, you know, obviously, everybody wants to talk about the Mike Tyson fight. You know, what I'm saying everybody wants mm -hmm. to go. Well, what's going to go through your head? So you get the title fight in 1990. They call you. You know. All kinds of different names, and I and I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, Ham and Ager and this and the other, and and they're saying different stuff because Mike Tyson at that time was knocking everybody out. Well, he was proven, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, if you wasn't decapitating anybody, you didn't have a chance against the man. Yeah, 
than anybody else's in my eye. You know, because he was just, by then, like I said, he was proven and he was a wrecking crew. Yeah. And then if you weren't, like, you know, decapitating people or really knocking people out with one single punch, they felt that, you know, wasn't anything to see for seeing anything stopping him. Absolutely. But it's called boxing. And, amen. You know, you, that's, the, that's, the, that's the art. Absolutely. You know. And, you know, I was, and I was, I, I talked to you a couple different times on, you know, you know, with Mike Tyson, but I kept saying, when did you really know that you had him beat? When I really thought I had him beat is in the eighth round. Eighth round? Yeah. And that's when he dropped you? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like, yeah, I stopped fighting like, yeah, what do you think about me now, baby? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm, we still in here getting busy. Yeah. All of a sudden, whack. Oops. Uh, Better get back on the focus train, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, still, he's still alive over there. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. But you know, you know, and you know, I, I, I went to Eric Thomas classes, and Eric Thomas does a a very great motivational speech. Um, you know, and I was going to talk about that here with next, and and then uh, you know, I know that when they had the fight for you to fight. Buster Douglas, I mean, Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson, 23 days before the fight, uh, your mom uh, passed away and, uh, you know, uh, God rest her. So what was going through your mind at that time, to be honest with you? Well, you know, two weeks before that, she came over to the house, over to my house, you know, check on me, you know, because I was going through through some things with my wife and we were actually separated at the time. Okay. And uh, she came over and... uh, we talked, and uh, she after we talked, and she was felt that I was focused, and she felt that I was going to win. You know that I was ready. She's still determined. It wasn't nothing taken away from my. I had my eyes still on the prize. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that was the main reason for coming over because she knew who I was going up against, and, and uh, she wanted to make sure I was ready and, and, and focused. Well, you know, and one of the best pictures I I have of you. Um, and you know John Johnson loves it the best is when uh, th- when you did knock Mike Tyson out for the heavyweight world championship. There's a picture of you looking up in the air to your mom, and you know it's inspiring, right. inspiring. What was going through your mind after you won <coughs> after you won the heavyweight world? Telling her that I did it, and I knew I told you I was going to do it, and and, I, and and God bless her and I love her. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It was yeah. one of your proudest moments. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. And then things blew up on you. You go from being a, you know, not 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 a nobody, but, you know, people do know you in boxing, but you start go, being a big boxing icon where you start getting a celebrity, which, you know, you know, you start being a celebrity. And then uh, how did you handle that? How, was it distracting or was it, uh, you know, you're on the Jay Leno show, you're on this, you're on that. That was all good. I mean, I, I wasn't distracting at all. It was just... Uh, it was just goes along with the show. Absolutely. You know, it was it was a good time, you know, a really good time. But, uh, you know, it was just, it all became, came, ran together, you know, because shortly after that, that was a short-lived celebrity and, uh, yes. life. Mm-hmm. And then it became b- back to still fighting to say that I am the heavyweight champion of the world because I had to go to court. And yeah, that was that. That really got to be, you know, a, a burden, you know. But uh, I know, you know. But I've gotten over now. But yeah, it I got was, you. It was a tough time because, 
mean, it was, it was, it was a nightmare. Well, well, you know, here's why I'm trying to explain to people. They're like, well, Buster was down for 10 or 11 seconds. I said, let me, let me be honest with you guys. You get dropped on the ground, and you're, in, you're incoherent. The only person I'm listening to is the referee. And if the referee tells me it's seven, I'm still down. I'm going to stay down. And if he tells me it's eight, then he tells me it's nine, I'm going to get up. It's what the referee says. It's not what anybody else says. Don't mind right. what it's he can't. And it's he, not an official clock. Yeah, it's, it's not, not an official yeah, yeah, that's what I tried to tell him. I said, yeah. look, nobody, you're, you're incoherent. All you're doing is listening to the referee. You're not worried about anybody else. And Craig, the thing about it, Tyson was down longer than I was. <laughs> I know. That, 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 wasn't, that wasn't even a issue. an issue. I know it. It was like, no, you were down longer than 10 seconds, but his count was way longer. Yeah, than 10 I know. Seconds. It was like 15. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, it's like anything to pull, anything. Try to get that, try to take away the. the and, that's, the, and that's what I had to deal with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Trying to take, take it away. Instead of going from, and taking the loss and moving on and hopefully coming back, getting another opportunity to fight for the title, you want to whine and scream about it. It's like becoming, you know, being being the baddest man on the planet, being the whiner. Yeah, I got you. Being the biggest baby on the planet. Well, I, I want to congratulate you. Saturday, you lead the Indiana Boxing Hall of Fame. I know this is kind of a rough time with the coronavirus and stuff, but you lead the Indiana Boxing Hall of Fame. You ha you had a couple of fights here in Indiana. What is what is your uh, uh, you know what was your how how did you remember those fights here in Indiana? One oh, was Rick Enos with the the football player. Right. Yeah. And I remember it was a tough fights because yeah. I came here twice to fight they, as you they, just said, but. It was proven to me and it showed me that I had to I had what it takes to be to do this business. Yeah, because they they match you up with kids like thirteen and two and then they put you in with Rick Ennis like nine and one. You've right. had maybe two or three fights or something right, like that. Right. Well I had I had about seven or seven fights. Uh huh. Not more than that. But they weren't doing you no favors. No, they weren't doing me no favors and it was just an opportunity to, to see get if back. I really wanted to do this. Yeah, I got you. You know, because these are two quality guys and you know I left out Indiana feeling good about myself, like I, I picked the right sport. And I think it's part of, of your growth, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, what you, it is. You see, grow, grow. You know, it's one thing of being 25 and 0, 26 and 2, but it's the quality of the opponents that you fought. Absolutely. Because once you get up to fight for the title, it's, it's real. Absolutely. Well, this champion has been there for a while. Or and a, I remember you was down early against Tex Cobb, and then you come back late and beat Tex Cobb. You remember right. that? That was right. Another, 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 yeah, great, win. great, big win for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Buster, what would you like to say to your fans out there right now today that, you know, you're, you know, you're, so to a young kid that's up and climbing that has the same dream that we all have, you know? Well, you know, it's all about staying positive and believing in yourself. Even when nobody believes in you, you got to believe in yourself first and foremost. And just keep your eye on the prize. Don't lose focus. Stay on, stay on that right line. Amen. That's it. That's it. And, uh, you know, are you a Jerry Page fan? Oh, yeah. We come up together. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We, we Von Johnson, all them yeah, guys. We fought in the Golden Gloves together and stay fair. Yeah. We were fought on two separate teams in Columbus, but. You know, we we knew each other as kids. Yeah, so, I know. You're know, growing up together. Grow some, up. some stories. Matter of fact, when he won the gold medal, I remember when I was training downtown in Columbus, the one in Sammy's gym, the gym boxing gym downtown, and his parade was going down High Street. That was what ninety four. Yeah, eighty four, yeah. eighty four, eighty four. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so when was the, What was your feeling like for you? You you know, obviously beating Mike Tyson was your biggest thrill. We mm -hmm. yeah, but then they did the parade for you. How how did you feel? How how did that make you feel? 
That was pretty awesome, you know. That was like my second parade. I know it was pretty. It was and pretty. Our first cool. parade was in the state championship in high school. We won a uh, Ohio State uh, basketball yeah, championship. That's right, man. You're a Ohio State football fan too, ain't you? Oh, oh yeah, Buckeyes. Let's support the Buckeyes. <laughs> Go Bucks. Go Buckeyes. There he is. Oh, Ohio right. State fan. Anything you would like to say to John Johnson? I mean, John Johnson's not here because of the coronavirus and stuff, and he he has messaged me two or three times. You know, uh, what would you say that you're, what John Johnson meant to you in your career? Oh, John was a very vital part of my career because you know, without John, it would have never happened. You know, he believed in me, and, yeah, but nobody else did, and uh, we made history together. And he said that you know, he and JD and I were sitting in his living room. When uh, we decided to make this to to embark on this journey of becoming heavyweight champion, yeah, in his living room, and that, and that dream became a, a reality. reality. So he it took a lot of hard work, ups and downs, but we made it. Yeah, he's no, and he's talking about said some boy was born in Columbus, Ohio, 1960. Was it, was he that was that my boy was some game James Dust, Buster Douglas? That's right. And that's it. And you guys, and he was a hillbilly redneck, is what he said he was. <laughs> red jacket, red jacket, West red, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, been there a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great stuff. Yeah. Well, Buster, I want to congratulate you on making the Indiana Boxing. I want to thank you so much for your time and what you've meant to to, to the boxing world. And what what would you like to say out there to any, anybody out there who's trying to pursue their dreams and happiness and well, all the goals? Just, just stay focused and believe in yourself and and never know where you end up. You know, just stay focused and do your thing. Let them hands go. Let them feet go. Let your heart go. To give it all you got. You'll be all right. I got you, man. Buster, thank you so much for your time, mate. God bless. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate you, man.